Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now, we are airing in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. How about that? Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Vermont, Maine. I've been everywhere, man. (laughs) This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is, and uh, welcome, everybody. Happy Flame Tech Football Friday. You've been waiting all week for it. We've got Hall of Fame Rough Riders broadcaster John Frenzy with us here in the broadcast booth. How are you doing, Frenzy? I'm doing great, Rod. Just doing great. I, well, I am not really, but I'm, I'm so disappointed about the CFL situation. Otherwise, otherwise, I'm doing super. Otherwise, you're doing super. Well, I know you're going to be happy. You're excited at the guest list here today. Yeah. We've got Brian Baldinger. NFL alum, yeah, currently guy. with NFL Network, a tremendous guy. Yeah. We've got the former chairman of the CFL Board of Governors, Jim Lawson, now the CEO of Woodbine Entertainment in Toronto. He's going to join us to talk a little horse racing. Lynch just chomping at the bit. See the pun there? The horse Very racing. good. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's good. Going to talk <laughs> some uh, CFL with Jim Lawson. Jim knows he's not going to get out of here without talking well, some Well, Lawson CFL. was one of the best presidents they ever had. Absolutely. And a pro hockey player, by the way, in the Montreal Canadiens organization. You know so. why he was? Because he cared about the thing. Oh, you are hot. You're ready to go, aren't you, Lynch? Better be shut up right now. Really. <laughs> uh, and Jim, uh, sorry, Jason Tatarnik's going to join us, the head coach and general manager of the Estevan Bruins, and uh, we'll tell you why in a moment. But this is the warm-up. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the National Hockey League, UFC, and Regina Pats Hockey on the big screen, which will have a game this afternoon at 4 p.m. Mountain, Regina Pats, God's team, against the Saskatoon Blades. DuPont's team. So those are the guests. Let's hit what? Let's hit the quick six show topic, please. Director Jordan, thank you. Usurping all of the quick six show topics is this tweet that came down from Dave Naylor. I didn't realize that it took so long. It was like two hours ago. I just saw it. But from Naylor, TSN CFL Insider, I quote, best way I can describe current situation in the CFL Players did not sign up for pay cut after pay cut and uncertainty over when and if they'd be getting paid. Owners did not sign up for paying salaries of players with no revenue for their business. There are no winners here. So munch on that for a second, and I'll fly through the quick six show topics because it's really going to be all football today anyways. But these are my thoughts, uh, beginning with Thursday night's uh, NHL leftovers. It was a historic night in the NHL, okay? Sidney Crosby hit 1,300 points, and Johnny's the fastest player to do it. I find that almost hard to believe. Oh, you do. Considering Gretzky and Mario, but Sid did it. So kudos to him. Mika Zibanejad, six points for the New York Rangers against the Philly Flyers. Second time he did that against the same team. Nobody in NHL history's ever done it. Wow. Yes. And Rocco Grimaldi scored four goals for the Nashville Predators, and nobody's ever done that in Nashville history either. Who are these guys? <laughs> well, you got you got to watch, Lynch. There's more than just football. Uh, goalies, learn to play the puck or do not play the puck. Looking at you, Jack Campbell. Direct, and I can't believe the Leafs came back to win that game in Ottawa last night. But it's just playing the puck isn't that hard if you're a goaltender. But learn how to do it if you're going to wander out of your net and stop giving it away. Uh, not a good night 
night. The Vegas Golden Knights got spanked by the Colorado Avalanche and we're covering that up like a turd in the sandbox and moving on. And the Minnesota Wild are on a roll and Cam Talbot is is rolling. He's he's the engineer of the train. He's the conductor. Cam Talbot, the guy that really got run out of Calgary in exchange for Jacob Markstrom. And that's my fifth leftover is the goalies and the coaches keep changing in Calgary and the results are still the same. Have you noticed that? Yep. Revolving door yep. in the crease and on the on the bench. Yep. Meanwhile, they're going to miss the playoffs again. Five coaches in the last five years? Six years? At least. I mean, it's insane. Bad. And when I say miss the playoffs again, they didn't miss the playoffs last year nor the year before. So they're, re- they're regressing. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's happening with the Calgary Flames, and I can't believe it. Uh, point two, BCHL, AJHL leftovers. Here's what's happening with that. We broke the story that the BCHL has notified the Canadian Junior Hockey League that they are moving, they're separating, and they're going to be getting their own association out there in British Columbia. Nobody's argued that. The BC League has basically said no comment, which is a comment. It's happening. Now, I reported that four Alberta teams are going to be leaving as well to join them out there, and that's where things are getting sticky. Everybody's saying your information's false. Some teams are denying it. And I've been talking, well, I'll just say this. One of the four teams that reported, that I reported was going to be leaving, one of those teams told me, we're gone and these three are coming with us. So how can I, that's what I was told by one of the teams. So just wait. The league issued a statement in Alberta saying, none of our teams have applied to move. I retweeted it and said, yet... And the other thing was, I was talking to a hockey guy. I'll give him a shout-out. Sean Newman up in Lloydminster. He hosts the great Sean Newman podcast. He goes, I'm told, Rob, that you're a year ahead of your time. I said, well, that's not new. But I said, if you're going to move, you probably uh, hadn't have to give a year's notice. So I think that's what's going to be going down in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Uh, point three, Dub Hub. Fantastic game yesterday. We called it DuPont and I. The Regina Pats... Knocked off the Prince Albert Raiders 5-3. The Brandon Wheat Kings won the Battle of Manitoba. They beat the Winnipeg Ice last night, the late game. And there are more games today. We're right back at it. 4 p.m. Mountain Pats and Blades, as I said, followed by the Winnipeg Ice and the Swift Current Broncos. Point four, always fun. It's Friday. That means our top five, bottom five in the National Hockey League. Are you ready, Lynch? I'm ready. Here are our top five for the Rod Peterson Show. Can we get a drum roll, please? Thank you. Number one team in the National Hockey. That was quick. (laughs) Number one team, Tampa Bay Lightning. Number two team, New York Islanders. Number three team, the Carolina Hurricanes. Number four team, Vegas Golden Knights. And the top five team, the fifth team, the Edmonton Oilers. Which is great. Hey, he's applauding over here. The Oilers have won three in a row, seven of their last ten. I knew Dave Tibbet could do a job. Absolutely. And they nudged their way into the top five of the Rod Peterson Show. Are you ready for the bottom five? Yeah. In reverse descending order, okay? Number number 27, Anaheim Ducks. Number 28, Detroit Red Wings. And 29-30-31, the Buffalo Sabres. (laughs) <laughs> They're the worst team three times over, the Buffalo Sabres. And why did Ralph Kruger get a second chance to coach them? <laughs> I have no idea. The first, time, the first time I remember telling you, Ralph Kruger shouldn't be coaching this team. And you said, oh, he was great over in Europe. He was great. They loved him in Europe. They got fired. Five years later, he's back in Buffalo as a head coach. He's fired again. I mean, that team's terrible. 
The guys are look. What's what's uh, Eichel done? Two oh, goals? nothing. And Taylor Hall wants out. And you saw that after last night's game. He's like, I'd take a trade. See ya. He's put on the shoot, and nobody can blame him. Anyways, moving on, point five, Kyle Lowry remains a Raptor. How about all that pomp and circumstance going into the NBA trade deadline, and then they don't even trade Kyle Lowry? He was identified as the number one piece available, but they didn't move him. And did you see the Raptors president, Masayo Jury, last night, what he said? You don't trade a guy like that. That. I got it from him. You don't trade your stars, Lynch. Oh, I you know got- what it's going to say on your tombstone? And if I may, I, can I say what they're going to put on your tombstone what? when they go to chisel it? What? Don't trade your stars. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and two, oh. your record is what you are. Yeah, that's right. There's more. Nice, guy, nice guys run the Kinsman Club. Uh, Lip yesterday was after me all day because I said, I don't think they'll trade Lowry. He said, yes, they will. They'll trade Lowry for sure. And they didn't, eh? Yeah. They did not, because you don't trade your stars. Nope. And he's now, 35. He's now 35. We're delve- yeah, he's 35. But now we're delving into the football talk. We've got a few things here. Actually, before we do that, I do want to make a presentation. I'm drinking coffee out of my coffee mug from Joe Lazito, Coliseum Chronicles, the Penalty Box podcast he hosts in Long Island, New York. Oh, you're kidding. Where he watches every day yeah. on the Altus cable carrier there. And he's sent us gear, John. My God. Yeah, my Isn't God. That Coliseum Chronicles t-shirt. Isn't that fantastic? Put this in the middle. And on the back, your source for Islanders Enforcer Talk. Well, you can follow them that, on Twitter, and I ask that you please do, at <laughs> Colisin Pin. Sorry. Collison Bin Pod. How about that? So Joe Lazito in New York has sent a shirt. So Lynch, put your hands up. Hey, How about there you go. that? How about that? Well, you will be putting that on by the end right of the now? day. Not right now, please. <laughs> We're not the ladies of South Regina that like to see you with your shirt off. Uh, so there you go, Joe. That's beautiful. Great, Thank you. Eh? He's a great, he's a winner all no, the way. Are going to get down there to see him? As you would say, he's a winner all the way. Are going to get down there to see him, do you think? Yeah, I would. Well, when they open the border, John, out of our control, right? Oh, that's right. We so as we roll we along, across the border as we roll along in the warm-up, the yeah. sixth point of the Quick Six Show topics is the uh, headline at 3downnation.com that the CFL-XFL deal could be worth $100 million U.S. in television rights and fees. The media rights worth $100 million U.S. I'll be honest, I read that in the Brand Center yesterday. I was getting ready for the hockey broadcast. And I'm like, whoa. And then I read the article. They quoted the sports business agency Octagon as saying this. I read more of the article, and I'm like, no, oh, this is fake news. This is more fake news. You can say that the rights could be sold for $100 million U.S. I could say that my house is worth $2 million because that's how important it is to me. You know what I mean, John? Yeah, we sure got the do. notches on the doorframe of the girls as they grew up. You know what I mean? I guess yeah. this, is, this is worth $2 million to me. Yeah. Sure. No, it's worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Well, there's a lot of action out there, a lot of news. The last XFL television deal, I believe, was for no money. Yes, they were on ESPN. Yes, they were on Fox. But they weren't getting any uh, rights fees from what I understand. So $100 million U.S., where are you coming up with this figure? Yeah, you could potentially sell it for that, but you need to build up the brand and have people realize it might not be a week away from folding every time that they play. Know what I'm saying? Of course I do. I folded all last year. Uh, that's why I say it's crazy to pay any attention to him. But the guy who's got the biggest story today is our commissioner. If you go, go to your computer. 
He's saying that uh, we talked about things like gambling, how, how much money we could make, getting young people coming to the games, and then it just naturally flew, you know, just a conversation, conversation just naturally went to uh, how, how can we get together and make things better? What's your television contract like? They have a, a doozy set of a television contract, whatever that is. It's pretty good, by better than ours. Uh, and, uh, the, and he said, then we thought about how we could get together. And I think we should think seriously about getting together. That's the gist of what uh, he said. This is what I'm talking about, the, our, yep. our what, uh, commissioner at yesterday. I guess it was yesterday. I read it this morning before I came. Well, you read it on the internet. It must be true. Yeah, I read the internet. It must be true. I read about five other articles saying it's going to happen. How the merger. Huh. The yeah. merger. The merger. Yeah. I didn't see. I saw the headline on three down that Farhan Lalji says oh, there's going to be a lot of sacrifice for the CFL to play. Wow. And I didn't read the article, uh, but I saw the headline. And so that's kind of what Frenzy's saying. You're very upset. Because what? You're hearing that every article you read, CFL's in terrible financial shape, I and they're going to have to merge with the XFL. Am I right? That's, I want to see the CFL start playing June the 10th. <laughs> and we'll be, in, we'll be in Edmonton. Yeah. You don't believe that, do you? No. And then by the week later, the Ottawa Red Black will be here in Regina. You don't believe that, do you? Not really. Four other games, in, and four more games in July. Right? Mm-hmm. The season will be determined how we do by what we do in July, just like last year when we finished 13 and 5, by the way. Uh, <laughs> two I, years it, ago. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, two, two years ago. Heartbreaking to think that this league could disappear. And I talked about five or six ladies yesterday as I was walking down the street, great football fans, and they're all really upset about this happening. They're loyal. Rough Rider fans, they've been season ticket holders for 20 years, 30 years, 35, 27 years. Great ladies, putting good money into the team, and they love, they love the stadium, they love what goes on here, and now it's just going to go away. Or else we're going to join with the XFL, which we don't even know for sure. And all and right now, by the way, in case anybody cares, uh, I think that uh, he's already said that he's not going to do anything until 23. The Rock? Rock. Rock isn't going to do anything until 23. Well, he is absolutely, yeah, it's on hiatus for 2021, 2022 is in doubt. So that's, I believe, none of of this is good, by the way. But I want to go back. If you just turned on your television set or you've just logged in on YouTube or Facebook, I want to reread what David Naylor wrote two hours ago on TSN. And I'll be honest, of all the people, I'm following Naylor's lead on what he tweets because he's got the inside info. The owners are talking to him. I feel that's where he's getting his information from. So Naylor has said it, and I'll say it again. Best way I can describe current situation in CFL, players did not sign up for a pay cut after pay cut and uncertainty over when or if they're getting paid. The owners did not sign up for paying salaries of players with no revenue for their businesses. There are no winners here. Are you not reading between the lines that they're done, that they're dead, that there's no money? And people just want to continue. And, and big-name people that have been around this league forever banging their head against the wall saying, we're not changing, we're not changing, we're not changing. What, what part don't you get? <laughs> They're broke. Like, I don't understand. And that's why I have literally stopped fighting with people I have. And, like, and that's the thing I've said to, on Twitter to people. Have it your way, bud. You want to say who's fault it is and why we're here and why the rock is the devil go ahead well we got one go ahead one well, owner what? where goes waiting <laughs> right uh, on the floor oh uh, 
one owner, prominent, not owner, guy runs the whole show for a team. He says, we're playing. He's told people that I know very well. <laughs> I you know. told them too. Yeah. Uh, he's told them we're playing this year and we're going to start on uh, June the 10th of this year. I just would love to know why. You know what? Then tell your players and stand up and hold a news conference and say, we're guaranteeing that we're playing in 2021. Do it, please. That's all I want. Just do it. But they won't do it. I saw the governor of the Ottawa Red Blacks saying we're 90% sure we're going to play. And that might go right up to training camp, but we're 90% sure. Don't say that. Don't say that. Because the players are making plans. We're seven weeks away from training camp, and you can't give a guarantee that it's even going to happen. So anyways, these are some of the topics today. Our rock star of the day yesterday was... Les Lazarick, the voice of the Saskatoon Blades. He was the rock star of the day for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. And I have not yet read our poll question of the day today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. It is. It's the number one topic right now in the NFL, I believe. Where did it go? Oh, I didn't tweet it, Clark. That's my bad. But we have it on Facebook. Will the Seattle Seahawks trade Russell Wilson? Look at this, Lynch. 73% of them saying they will not trade Russell Wilson. So when we return, Hall of Fame Rough Riders broadcaster John Lynch and I will be joined by NFL alum and from the NFL Network, Brian Baldinger, to dig into that and all the other topics. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, YouTube and Facebook, live daily and 24-hour sports talk for Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Podcast listeners, RP here to talk about Manscaped. Moose DuPont's with me as well. Moose, ask me about the Lawnmower 3.0. Rod, tell me about the Lawnmower. Okay, 3.0? The Lawnmower 3.0. Listen, I've had this thing for what now? A month, maybe five weeks. Guys, I'm telling you, we've been doing it wrong. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. And you're just like me. You've been using big clunky razors. You've been using extension cords. You've been awkwardly maneuvering yourself over the toilet bowl or the sink. How about a battery-operated Small, handheld, with a headlight. So you see where you're going. Oh, my god! To sort of get those nooks and crannies. You know what I'm saying? No chafing. <laughs> well, I'm getting to that. But I'm telling you, it gets to the nooks and crannies that your regular facial shaver or a, a clipper doesn't get to. This guy, this guy, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, was specifically designed for men. Okay, a lot of thought went into this. Don't just willy-nilly, you're willy. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Any other questions? I got to try it. I'm sold. (laughs) I still haven't tried it. All I've been able to do is listen to your testimonial. Okay, so right now, you guys, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. All one word, FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FANSIDED20. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, yeehaw. Welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of Brian Baldinger. Um, Just regarding the CFL stuff, William May is watching on YouTube. He says, how can you tell a team they can play and the next week shut everything down? 
Because I get the huddle thing, but the league wants fans in the seats. They did it last year. They said, we plan to play and we're going to play, and they shut everything down. They've already done it once. So anyways, we'll come back on that on this Flame Tech Football Friday. Let's bring in Brian Baldinger now. It's, uh, we've all known him for years. Played for the Dallas Cowboys 82-87, to Indy Colts 88-91, to then the Bills and the Eagles, and then NFL Network. Baldy, good day, sir. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me, Rod. Appreciate it, man. I've been enjoying uh, the, you know, the conversation so far. I appreciate it. I, boy, we got a lot to get to with you. And I got to say, this connection was made by Jeff Reinbold, a mutual friend. I want to know how you know that pineapple and how did this happen? <laughs> yeah, well, that pineapple uh, was coaching over in NFL Europe back in the late 90s and into the 2000s. And I was over there for Fox announcing quite a few of the games for about 10 years. In fact, all of us at Fox at some time or another were over there. And, uh, you know, I knew Jeff then and been working with him for Sky Sports now for a number of years in London. And uh, we stayed in the same same apartment complex last year during the playoffs. And we share a love of Hawaii and the surf and all good oh. things uh, that life is. So you're a pineapple too. Okay, I got it. And what a dream, what a dream gig, by the way. And the other thing I see here, Dallas Cowboys, 82 to 87 on the offensive line would mean you would know our good friend Chris Schultz, who we just lost at age 61. Tell, tell me something what you know about Schultz. Well, I sure do. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a very sad loss and unexpected. I didn't know uh, until I heard, you know, obviously um, that went around and traveled pretty quickly. But, you know, Chris came was a second-round pick out of Arizona uh, in 1983, if I got that right. Yep. And I was going into my second season. I had just made the Cowboys as a rookie free agent the year before the offensive line. I thought, oh, God, here they go. Drafting guys like Chris Schultz in the second round, like, I'm going to be one and done here. But, you know, Chris stuck around for a while, and uh, we became good teammates and good friends. We lived in the same apartment complex. So, you know, I knew, I knew Chris quite well, um, you know, during a time that he was there. He moved on and uh, obviously became a big star up in Canada. I would see him every year at the Super Bowl. He was always doing stuff, uh, you know, for uh, the Canadian uh, broadcast systems up in, in Canada uh, at the Super Bowl. So I'd always run into him. He'd always reconnect. But, you know, I mean, he was a big old six foot eight, you know, offensive tackle, big old Lord's good athlete. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, had his, had his time with the Dallas Cowboys. An absolutely beautiful human being, Chris Schultz. And yeah, just, just a star. So, uh, what, what a great chat there. So can I ask you this before we get to the Russell Wilson thing? Cause I was, I teed up that we were going to ask you that. What about the CFL XFL merger? Is that moved the needle in your world at all? If your buddies with Reinbold, it has to have like, what do you think about the state of pro football below the NFL right now? Well, I always believed that the, there was a place for the Canadian Football League. I mean, I, I'm old enough to know, you know, Warren, Warren Moon and Joe Theismann and a whole bunch of guys that came out of that league into the NFL. And, uh, and so I was always a big fan. In fact, before I signed with Dallas, I'd gone to a, a free agent tryout for the Ottawa Rough Riders, actually made their, you know, their team in a training camp, but I ended up going with the Dallas Cowboys instead. So I was always kind of linked to it. I knew a lot of coaches, including Marv Levy, that coached up in the Canadian Football League. I think it, we need a second league, period. You know, whether it's the Canadian League, XFL, we just need a second league. With the NFL can't handle 
everything that it needs to do, develop players, supplement players, uh, another place for coaches and players to work. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan. I was a big fan of NFL Europe throughout its time over uh, across the pond. So I'd love to see, you know, the Canadian Football League and the XFL. I'd love to see them all, you know, try to coexist. Yeah, one week ago today, we had uh, Micah Alway on a young linebacker from, came out of Texas Tech, but he's played in BC, he's played for the Argos, and now he's signed with Ottawa, and he just says, we need something, <laughs> and both yeah, leagues are struggling. I so I, Yeah, so I just feel like let's bring them together. And by the way, you mentioned being in NFL Europe. Uh, I've talked with coaches about the concept of an NFL Canada, and the NFL has told the CFL apparently there's, there's nothing there right now. But do you think that that could work, what you did in Europe, just take it to Canada and... Same schedule, same everything. Would would that not? I think that sounds like a good idea. Well, we need a we need a, a, a feeder league to the NFL. We need a place for players because of the restrictions in college and the NFL now for practice and all that kind of stuff that's out there. Which all which is player safety. Players need a chance to go prove themselves. Look, I I I did a series of TV shows last week with Kurt Warner. Like Kurt Warner didn't make the NFL, wouldn't be in, you know, in the Hall of Fame if it wasn't for NFL Europe and the Arena League. I mean, that's just one example. But, I mean, I could, I could give you 100. But we need, um, you know, a, a minor football league, if you want, you want to call it that, a feeder league to the NFL. And if it's in Canada, that'd be great. I'd be all for it. I mean, there's plenty of cities that would support it uh, north of our border. But if it's in Europe, uh, whatever, wherever it is, I'm a fan of another league where players can get an opportunity, like Michael Iowa, who I know from Texas Tech. You know, guys that can get an opportunity to go play because we can do all this stuff that we're doing now, all this testing and pro days and all this stuff. Like, if you can't get on the field and play, the only way to get better at playing right guard is to play right guard. And a lot of kids don't get that opportunity. John Frenzy, go ahead. Bolly, John Lynch here. I always thought you were the greatest, so good to finally meet you. Uh, can you straighten us out on that horrible situation with the quarterback, Watson, in uh, Houston? I mean, what's going to happen there? Are they going to get traded? Are they going to stay there? All these charges against him, 14 I think it is now, phonies to really screw him up. I mean, it looks like a horrible situation. It does. You know, we have to play it out. Uh, we got to see just – I mean, I, I'm surprised. I know Deshaun Watson – I've always said that when you walked into a room with Deshaun, he changed the room. Um, and it, it, I mean, look, people can have these kind of things in their, you know, in their life that surface like this. Now we got to play it out. I'm not. I'm all for letting its due course take place. But I'll, I know this: the teams that were interested in trading for Deshaun Watson don't have any interest anymore. I mean, you just can't. And so now it's like I, I don't think he can go anywhere. But play for Houston, but he's got to he's got to clear his name here. And there's you know there's a lot of damage being done publicly right now. He's got his lawyer in place. Uh, they're going to attack this thing. Uh, I I hope for Deshaun Watson's case, this is a lot of he said she said, and that he's just not wrong in this. But it really, John, it doesn't look good right now for Deshaun or anybody that would be in this situation. It's unbelievable, and I haven't met Deshaun Watson, but I know a lot of guys in Houston who have, and like yourself, and they vouch for the kid that was before this happened. And nobody's really sure, right? But when you say that the teams have backed off on wanting him, maybe the Texans have backed off. Like, what timing? 
This is for this, right? So, but as everybody, Stephen A. Smith, who I believe has a law degree, has said, innocent until proven guilty. So we do need to let this play out. There's no doubt. Um, From our viewers, Micah is watching, by the way. Okay. he He says, Brian does great analysis videos on Twitter, and I could never pass them up. Does a great job. Also, I had no idea he was an undrafted free agent. Respect. From Micah, um, from John tell, O'Flynn. Tell Micah, guns, tell Micah guns up, all right? There, yeah, there you go. Uh, from John O'Flynn in North Vancouver. Brian Baldinger, first time listening to your guest. Impressed by Brian's perspectives. Jeff Kabilis in Win- Winnipeg watching. One of my favorites when it comes to breaking down film. That's for sure. So I just, let's just stay on that disgruntled quarterback uh, train for a second. What is going on in Seattle with Russell Wilson? Well, I think it, I think there's been you know a lot a lot of what has been reported is true. Um, he did uh, he he did seek a way to get out of Seattle if it was the right team. Seattle did inquire with four other teams. That is on the record. That's all true. I think part of it, uh, to be honest with you, Rod, is a difference in philosophy. Uh, the way Pete Carroll wants to play football and the way Russell Wilson wants to play football are. I think divergent. Uh, when you look at, you know, Russell Wilson and his wife Ciara at the Super Bowl this year, sitting in the commissioner's box, and he's watching Tom Brady notch his seventh Super Bowl, and you know, becoming the the greatest of all time. That's what Russell Wilson wants to be. He wants to play till he's in the forties, and he wants to win multiple Super Bowls, and he wants to throw the ball up and down the yard the way Tom Brady has done this year in Tampa. <laughs> That's how he wants to win. But Pete Carroll wants to run the football and play a a more conservative brand. And so there's a philosophy, the philosophy difference. But, you know, Russell Wilson had a hand in the new offensive coordinator in Seattle. And so I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I don't think Seattle's going to trade him. And so I think he's going to stay there. And they're going to have to find a kind of a, a happy meeting point right now between the way Pete wants to play and the way Russell wants to play. Are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, approaching the dynasty state, do you think? No, I don't think so, John, because, you know, we, we've seen that it's been almost 20 years since uh, New England has won back-to-back Super Bowls, and you've got to start. You can't have that conversation of a dynasty until you win two in a row. When you win two in a row, then you can start thinking like the Dallas Cowboys did back in the 90s, that, you know, maybe this could be done or the Patriots, uh, you know, in 2003, 2004. But I think you've got to win a second one before you can have that conversation. So I think they're a little ways away from that, but they will be the favorites going into next year to win the Super Bowls, especially when it looks like they can bring back most of the team and all of the coaching staff that, that they won with this year. We, uh, of course, here come all the viewer questions. Just as we're about to get out of time, but Jamie and Halifax, Nova Scotia is watching. He says, how do you expect the Bears season will play out with Andy Dalton signing? Well, I thought uh, Juan Castillo, the, the new offense line coach last year, did a good job down the stretch. They ran the ball a lot better. And I'm good friends with Juan over a long period of time. And I think that the, if the offensive line picks up where they left off last year, that will be good for Andy Dalton. Uh, Andy Dalton won, you know, won a lot of games. I know he has not won a playoff game. I know what his playoff record is. But he won a lot of games in Cincinnati. He helped Dallas win some games last year. I think he'll be an upgrade over Mitchell Trubisky. And so then it's a question of, you know, can the defense really, you know, play 
within a top five level and keep them in games while the offense, you know, comes around and hopefully the offensive line can stay improved going into this year. Okay, Brian Baldinger, the one that the only one we care about, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. You saw Mike McCarthy speak yesterday about the defense, and that's going to be the focus of uh, their team this year. His attention, and I, I hope he's right. We got Dakota Prescott, highest paid quarterback ever. Let's forget about uh, even in Dallas history, right? He, I don't even think he's the best quarterback in Dallas. He's not, Brian. Okay, am I going to be sold on the – yeah. No, but look, the problem when you're a quarterback with the Cowboys, and Tony Romo went through this, is that you will always be compared to Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman, right or wrong, fair or not fair. That's just the standard. And so Cowboy fans know what Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks look like. And so that's what Dak Prescott is being compared to. Now, it doesn't help that he's not, you know, I don't think that he's the highest paid quarterback in the league because now the expectations are, well, you better be Troy Aikman now that you have this contract and, and you've earned this contract. So that's, that's what's out in front of him after he's coming back from a repaired, you know, a repaired knee that required major surgery and all that kind of stuff. So, and an offense line that fell apart last year and a defense that was just got awful. So he's got a lot to put on his shoulders this year to try and carry that torch. Uh, so just here's it. Here it is with bonuses and everything for 2021, $75 million for Dakota Prescott. It actually goes down from there. It was front loaded. <laughs> oh. So that's what I'm saying. And the thing is, I was willing, like, obviously I'm a Cowboys fan. I was willing to give him a pass the last few years, but nobody in Texas is going to give him a pass with this kind of money, Brian. That's the point. Like, no. I don't, I don't envy the guy. Everybody thinks 75 million. Oh my God. No, 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 no. You thought he was being dissected before, man. Right? Oh, no, no. Oh, no doubt, Ron. I mean, with, with that money comes responsibility. I remember, look, I, I remember when free agency first started, I was a teammate of, of Reggie White, and he took $17 million to go to Green Bay, dealt with a championship, which he did. But I remember everybody was like, oh, he just went for the money. And all they talked about was $17 million. They didn't talk about how he changed the whole culture. They won a Super Bowl three years later, all that stuff. But that, when you are bringing down that kind of cake, you're expected to win not one Super Bowl, but multiple Super Bowls. So, yes, the scrutiny will be larger and more intense than it's ever been. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, uh, Troy, some guys are worth it, right, in terms of the leadership and stuff, and maybe Dak has that. Troy Aikman's endorsed him. That's good enough for me. Brian, we could go on all day, uh, but we won't. We got to run. I appreciate the time. Good guys running packs. Say hi to uh, Jeff for me, please, next time you chat with him. And have a great weekend. Thanks for the time. Thanks for having me, Rod. Appreciate it. I'll give my best, uh, you know, mahalo to uh, Jeff, <laughs> whatever island Hawaii's on right now. No kidding. You know he's loving life wherever he is. All right, Brian yes, Baldinger, NFL alum and NFL Network, joining us here on the video chat. We'll be right back. we got a sports update coming up, viewer takeover. People want to chat. Our NHL top five, bottom five, they don't like my list, Lynch. I know they don't. <laughs> uh, CFL stuff, XFL stuff. So hang on. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday, Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live. And listen live, 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. 
Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. John Frenzy's with me here. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech is your industry leader in combustion services. Shout out to Denton and his crew uh, in Saskatoon today. They uh, watch most days, but for sure, Flame Tech Football Friday. Sports update, Kerry Anerson and Brad Gushu won a Canadian Mixed Doubles Curling Championship with a 9-6 win over Colton Lott and Kadriana Sahedek in Calgary. I, Anderson and Gushu claimed $50,000 in prize money and will represent Canada at the World Mixed Doubles Championship in May in Aberdeen, Scotland. I tuned in last night just for the uh, skip stones, the ending. It was exciting. So did I. Yeah, Brian, Brian Mudrick had the call. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to be happy to be out of that bubble, Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they will be too. Yeah, like his, you would love to be in that arena. The last shot <sighs> didn't yeah, happen. That's right. It's quiet as a library. Yeah. Justin Hall played the hero in Ottawa. The Toronto defenseman scored at 442 of overtime as the Maple Leafs defeated the Senators 3-2. Kale McCarr and Gabriel Landeskog both recorded a goal and an assist during a four-goal second-period flurry to lead the Colorado Avalanche over the Vegas Golden Knights 5-1 in a West Division showdown. The victory allowed the Avalanche to pull even in points with the division-leading Golden Knights. I don't have Colorado in my top five. I got the Edmonton Oilers fifth in my top five, and it's got people very upset today, particularly Avalanche fans. I don't care. The Oilers have won seven of their last ten. They've won three straight. They're rolling. They're getting their game together. That's what it is. It's hot at this time. Yes. Making the big plays. Stephen... Matz made his fourth Grapefruit League start for the Toronto Blue Jays, pitching five and a third innings in a 3-3, 10-inning tie against the Detroit Tigers Thursday. Matz allowed two runs on six hits and two walks in his first start against a team other than the Phillies before three relief pitchers came in to finish the game. Vladdy had an RBI double and scored on a single by Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And for you soccer balls... Canada is moving on to the semifinals at the CONCACAF Men's Olympic Qualifying Championship after battling Honduras to a 1-1 draw in Mexico. The result means Canada finished second in Group B and will face Mexico in the semifinals on Sunday. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, your home for Regina Pass Hockey. You can catch them at 4 p.m. on the big screen today against the Saskatoon Blades, located on the heart of the Dudney Strip. And... For Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Crushed one yesterday. I flew out of here with wings. Two. I had four shows yesterday, Lynch. Four live shows I did. People think this is all I do around here. I'll be crushing another one today. Yeah, you got a big one today too, eh? Another busy one today too. Being busy is a good thing. (laughs) Brett Sokolovsky is very upset. Just hang on. Don't get so wound up about our top five. He says... Avs are 8-0-1 in their last nine. Yes, they're hot. I know. But we're only halfway through the regular season. Let's keep it going. I like what, uh, what who's up there? I said uh, Pete, Kill- Pete Carroll be gone before uh, yes. Russell Wilson. Leo Azarans, our good buddy, says that. Pete Carroll is gone before Russell Wilson. I think he's going to be right. Well, and regarding that, Brady in Saskatoon, he gets very heated up when we talk about Russell Wilson. And he writes on the Prairie Mobile text line at 
8-4-0-87-77. He says, hey, Rod, the Seahawks will not trade Russell Wilson in all caps. He says, I continue to believe the news that comes out about him is more about getting everyone hyped up than it is about factual news. Russ is happy with Seattle, has done this offseason, and will remain with the team. I do got to say, Pete's old scheme is no way to win a Super Bowl. You can't win running consistently and more. But they did win a Super Bowl with Marshawn Lynch they doing won, exactly that. One, one, but should have won two other ones. And you know the other one, the worst call in the history of football. History of sport. It's up there. History of sport. It's yeah. up there for a worst call. Yeah. How much time clock did you say? Oh, listen, we'll break and come back with way more time for viewer takeover. In our next segment, you will take over the viewer. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network. YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you. Unless you really deserve it. Here we go. Here we now, go. Back to your host, Rod Peterson. Uh, no, you're good. <laughs> Welcome back. It's viewer takeover time. John Frenzy, can you put the ISO on John Frenzy? He's got a new, there it is, from Joe Lazito. Coliseum Chronicles podcast. Uh, it's a podcast on Islanders Enforcers. Uh, so search that out. You don't, you. Lynch. Yeah, yeah, no, sit down. <laughs> Your butt's sticking out. John Frenzy, we're very excited. I got a mug here from Coliseum Chronicles in New York. I have my own T-shirt that I'll be wearing at a later how about date. This? How about that? Once That's that warms good. up a little more. Joe Lazito. Good guy. We love you, buddy. Thank you. As does Ricky the Iguana, our uh, mascot. So quick six show topics here. There are a lot coming in. What people think of the shirt, for God's sake. Well, they, you just showed it off. Give him time. DG on the Prairie Mobile text line from the 306. Morning, guys. Happy Friday. Rod, I think you missed a key potential quick six show topic. It was announced yesterday that 17 U.S. states will open up vaccines to anyone over the age of 16 starting in mid-April. Huge news for the CFL getting players vaccinated, Major League Baseball for getting the Blue Jays into Canada, and for the NHL playoffs having out-of-division rounds. The NHL also made the announcement yesterday that the trade quarantine period is only seven days now. Things are moving fast for the sports world. They are, but I'm, I'm no doctor and I don't even play one on TV, but I'm not equating what's happening in America and as far as vaccinations go or anything to do with COVID with what's going on here in Canada because they're completely separate. Have you watched a Blue Jays game? Have you, John, and Dunedin? The park's full. No. Oh, the park's full, yeah. Right. Here, we can't even put a football team on the field. And vaccinations, although they are rolling here, they're not rolling across the country. And that's what I'm getting from my health people. So, yeah, it, it looks very positive, for sure. But I still believe it when I see it territory, that's all. <laughs> Jeff in Winnipeg. We just about got mooned. That's the truth, John. That's the I'm truth. I'm sorry about that. Well, the wife would go crazy. From oh. Jeff Kozak. Oh, my God, John. <laughs> Jack in Vulcan, Alberta. Hope I'm wrong, but without a merger, I think the CFL is finished. What are your thoughts? Yes, 
Just hang on. One more text from Ray in the Six. He's in the Kitchener area because he sent us a bunch of Kitchener Rangers gear, and we love it. Hi, Rod. I don't know why I'm expecting to hear something from the CFL. Actual leadership would be a nice change. Turn out the lights. Time to move on. It's a shame. Like you, I'm tired of fighting. From Ray in the Six. That is the point right now. I'm glad that somebody... uh, just seize my point, that's all, because I'm tired of just feeling like I'm screaming in a forest and nobody's listening. It doesn't matter how we got here. We're here. Do you understand that? And it's just with, I was saying to Lynch in the car right up here because I pick him up every Friday. In the recovery business, you can't, you don't let somebody off the hook. I'm just used to it now and dealing with giving interventions, doing that. I faced an intervention, okay? I'm not a holier than now, but now I give them. And you don't let somebody wiggle out of their spot. You don't let somebody lie. It's give me the proof. Show me. Right? Give me the truth. Let's get right down to it. And they don't want to get down to the truth. How are you going to do this? Okay. Why haven't you guaranteed that there will be a season? That's all. And Lynch is with me on that. And can we re-up, John, what you were saying? Either just recap what you said off the start about what you're reading and what you've taken. Pull your mic up to your mouth there. Just what you're reading and what you believe about the immediate future for the CFL for 2021. Well, I got up at 4.40. Today? Yeah, I went to the computer. And, and I, I want to see what's on. I was stuck. I couldn't believe it. Five or six stories on what uh, uh, um, Randy had done, his speech yesterday. And I was just horrified by it. I mean, he's, he's pushing the fact that We've got to think about going with the KFXL. They XL. They're serious about it. Why? Why does that horrify you? Because I like the CFL. I love the CFL. I've loved it since 1948 when I first saw Gabe Patterson here from Calgary. Yep. I've been every year since then. Well, one, one, one pause last year, and it bothers me. Really bothers me. What's happened? All of a sudden. We're getting promised. It's going to be where we're going to go. We're going to make it for the middle of, uh, well, it's going to be May 28th, exhibition game with Winnipeg. Then another uh, game here the week after. Then the opening game for the Riders in Edmonton on, uh, May, on June 10th. Then on the 19th of, uh, 19th of June, it's going to be Ottawa here. And I thought that was great. And three more games in, September, in July. I don't care about the schedule, John. Anybody can read the schedule. My point is... What is it about what Ambrosi said? I'm talking about this year. I'm, I'm upset that they're going to do it. He said, yes, we do it. He's supposed to be leading us. He's supposed to be fired up and leading us. He's fighting for us. He's a champion for the Saskatchewan, for the CFL. He played in the league, right? Yeah, and but, he loves the league as much as you, well, John. But he is, you know what his job is as commissioner? The league. Saving the league. And if that means merging with the XFL, that's what it's going to be. From viewer Andrew Komet, he says, Rod, percentage-wise chances of the CFL getting on the field? From the guy that I trust the most, that's giving me the information that's all been true, 60-40 against them being on the field. 60-40 against. Okay? Now, look, for the BC and Alberta people, you people watching out there in Western Canada, we're going to be talking about the BCHL separation. Hashtag BC exit. Jim Lawson uh, going to join us as well next hour. So hang on. That's right after this break. Stick around, everybody. You're watching the RP show Flame Tech Football Friday here on the Game Plus TV network. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.